getting that information out to the to the end user is absolutely critical, and I, I'm I'm grateful that we're starting to go that direction or or think about that kind of kind of thing here on Meatspad. Welcome to Meatspad. In collaboration with the American Meat Science Association, it's a platform dedicated to share breakthrough knowledge that is accessible to the global meat industry. On each episode, you'll have the opportunity to listen and learn from meat specialists and professionals about the whole meat industry. This podcast is brought to you by the U.S. Meat Export Federation, Ultrasource, equipment and supplies for the meat and food industry. Hello, meat folks. Welcome back to the Meat Podcast. My name is Francisco Nahar, and I'm your co-host, like always, and Dr. Bass is our co-host back again. First episode, first episode of 2024. Here it is. That's how's, exciting. How's everything, Dr. Bass? Man, it things are good. We uh we're we're expecting a little snow here in the uh inland northwest. And uh as as should be expected this time of year, and uh, grateful to be here like usual. Excellent. So we have a couple things to um I mean to talk, and I think before we before we kick it off, um we can just mentioning we can just mention uh tell me briefly about your upcoming beef short courses that you'll be providing this year so for folks in your area yeah uh, it's kind of kind of fun um so we've had some great successes um and uh you know i'm i'm my day job is a university professor and and one of one of my main uh objectives is is through extension is to be is to serve our agricultural community through extension service. And so um, my job is to reach out and uh, be of service to folks in agriculture and uh, processing plants and such. And so I had an opportunity um, just recently to go visit a few new processing plants down in Southern Idaho. Um, got to visit a really old processing plant in Southern Idaho too. And, uh, um, and uh, make sure that they know we're here and that we are at their service. But, um, you know, before you and I started talking on the podcast today, we were just kind of chatting a little bit. And, and yes, I have some um, specific workshops that are coming up. And in fact, um, one, if you are in the area and uh, that and one that is focused on specifically um, uh, early career beef producers, but it doesn't have to be that exactly. Uh, anybody who has the interest, um, we have a two and a half day uh, workshop that's going to be co conducted here at the University of Idaho, um, where we'll do everything from beef slaughter, um, uh, fabrication, grading, and everything, but then also talk about animal health, talk about beef quality assurance, talk about some of the economics that are part of all that. And so we'll do that over a, a, a two and a half day uh, series, and that's going to be uh, May 20th through the 22nd. Um, folks, reach out at info at meatspad dot com if you have interest specifically and we can get you connected on that in, in that regard um but then yeah i mean we do we do a variety of different trainings around here i'm actually going over to the other side of the state of uh, the great state of idaho to give a quick talk to some producers uh, in salmon idaho and uh, what what they call the winter beef schools and so um heading out tomorrow in fact to go do that and and tomorrow tomorrow uh would be uh, early early january for those who may be listening to this um later on in in the in the future um so yeah staying busy um getting ready for classes here and and uh, doing the thing but glad to be back on the podcast no absolutely um i forgot to forgot to mention we have ippe uh that's going to be again as every other us every year in atlanta georgia 
this that, that's gonna take, take place in late January. Then we have we have uh, RMC, and you can you can go ahead and uh, yeah, our 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 reciprocal meat conference. Remember, we are the official uh, podcast for the American Meat Science Association. So our our reciprocal meat conference, the uh, major gathering of all meatheads in North America and beyond will be in Oklahoma City this year, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, June 16th through the 19th, 2024. Registration is open for those who have interest. Please get registered early. And uh, if you want to a, a uh, to reserve a room uh, uh, at the host hotel, that's the Omni. And so make sure you get that done early also um, uh, so you can, you can have easy access to everything but there'll be plenty of plenty of rooms uh in and around the area too um i've been assured by our uh our amazing staff at the american meat science association so we also have uh amp the american convention this year is going to be the 85th that's going to take place in omaha nebraska august 1 through the 3rd so uh we haven't Confirm. We're going to be doing some some series of podcasts. Uh, last year we didn't do anything. The year before we we were there to record some podcasts, and that's where we had the opportunity to uh, sit down with Dr. Hauser. He's like, we go there, we talk. <laughs> but uh, well, these are all great great venues to interact with um, with the Meats Pad folks. Um, so uh, Francisco, of course, and and myself. Um, but then we also usually have a, a few other wranglers that kind of keep us on task where we're around there, but yeah, keep an eye out for us and, and, uh, maybe we'll have, maybe we'll get a chance to interview you while you're out there out and about. So. Absolutely. Um, and a, a couple, a couple of announcements, um, on, on the, for those folks who speak Spanish, uh, we'll start, uh, a little bit of a series on our Spanish channel, what we kind of call Hablemos de Carne and talk about meat and it's going to be targeted more about um, targeted more to consumers just to kind of, I mean, we talk about a lot of knowledge and a lot of, a lot of scientific uh, abstracts, dissemination of, uh, of some research projects, or technical but things, yeah, very technical yeah. things. And, and it, that doesn't mean that we don't care about, about the consumers, but I guess on the Hispanic, um, I mean, it's been more and more, uh, those folks grilling and they, I mean, they're asking a lot of things about just simple things about with consumers. I mean, it can be chef live. It can be sustainability. I think you you did a good job with Dr. Berg uh, in, in a couple of episodes before about just talking about nutrition and talking about uh, many things. And maybe we can, we can cover a little bit about that, but there's some folks that I don't, I mean, just a clear example. Like I don't, I don't, I do not eat meat because the animal suffers. So a little things and, and especially just details like explaining how the process is in, in very in, in layman's terms, right? Sure. And that, yeah. can, that can be a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very important that we do get the message out, not just to the folks in the industry and, and of course, uh, our, our many academic listeners out there, um, but definitely to the, to the end consumer and, and shamelessly, Francisco, is it okay if I talk about a little bit of literature that I just had published recently. Go right ahead. Is that okay? For those who are watching the video, here it is. Um, the official book called "It's Not a Cow." Um, this is this is for it. it I you know I I, I got to give a little bit of, of a background. Um, so so I wrote a book. Um, 
And actually, it was it came out. It was published in um, March of 2023. Um, we've had plenty of other great things to talk about on the podcast, so it hasn't come up in discussion yet. But um, now is a good enough time as any. If anybody's looking for a late Christmas gift for someone, go ahead and get "It's Not a Cow" um, by Phil Bass. But this was written because I was frustrated. I was frustrated by um, some friends, family members who. Um, uh, had some serious questions about how livestock are raised, especially cattle. And um, it's interesting how adversity uh, breeds innovation. And that's what this was. Um, somebody had a lot of questions and the livestock story and the story of meat and milk. There's a little bit of, of dairy production in this as well. Um, has, uh, it's a long story. You can't give it in an elevator speech. Um, so you know what? I sat down and I just I just started writing. And uh, so so the book "It's Not a Cow" um, was written. Um, the title is is reminiscent of the fact that everybody calls anything that moves a cow. But for those who are in agriculture out there, know that they're not all cows, right? They're cows. Cows are the female bovine who has had a calf. Um, we have heifers, we have steers, we have bulls, we have bullocks, we have hefferets, we have you name it. So a variety of different terms that are out there. Um, but uh, the idea was to kind of boil things down for those who aren't in agriculture to um, have a, a relatively easy read. It's not a long read. It's uh, and it, and it and it's the way that I talk um, rather rather um, conversation, and uh, it's meant to be it's meant to be read as if as if the reader and I are having a conversation. So um, get out there. Uh, and 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 uh, for those who are listening, most of you, most of us are either in the academic world or in in the uh, the meat processing world. This book, I hope you I hope you get one. I hope you get a copy and I hope you read it. Um, but I more so hope you pass it on to those who need to hear the, the story that we have. We have an amazing story to tell in animal agriculture. Um, and that's what this was written for. It's, it's not necessarily for our industry folks, although um, I think it's a good reference for some um, and a good refresher, but it's meant for those who aren't in our world. And uh, so pass it on. That's the idea. Um, uh, currently available at uh, Amazon, uh, barnesandnoble.com. Uh, we were a bestseller for a short time there on at barnesandnoble.com. Um, and then uh, uh, I've, I've seen it available at thriftbooks.com as well. So uh, there it is. There's my shameless plug. How's that, Francisco? Since 1883, Ultrasource has been a trusted supplier to the food industry. Ultrasource provides superior kill floor, processing, packaging, and labeling equipment and operational supplies. No, absolutely. And, and, and if you're not, I mean, let's, we're improvising here. And we can we can probably get two books for free for those folks that are early in the morning listening to meets Pat. And, um, and it can be, I mean, something easy in my opinion as just send us an email, just send us an email with your name and what you're doing. And I think. Give us a good question. Give us a good topic. We need to talk about too. Let's make them work just a little bit there, Francisco. Okay. <laughs> a good topic and three questions. There you go. And, <laughs> and I think that's, that's a good, that's a good, uh, a good start for this year. Cause we have many topics and, and a lot of the times we don't get to go deeper into that topic, but I mean, there you go for you guys listening, just two books for free. 
stand as your name, university or uh, company and topic and three questions and and we'll we'll give the the names in the next episode for sure. Yep. So yep. awesome. Cool. Um I have and just following up on what you're just saying on the on the processors and, and the language and 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 I think we have to I mean I repeat this a lot of the time, but we have to be more and more involved in in the consumer area. What are they thinking? What are they purchasing? Why are not purchasing this item? Yeah. And and I think that's that's what I mean by 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 communicating in on more on more layman's terms, mm -hmm. simple things. Yeah. Because ultimately we have small small processors in the uh, in our listenership, and if we don't communicate in simple terms, it, it's hard for them to communicate back to the customer. The, yeah, the you know, we have to we have to be careful with the industry jargon, but then also some of the very technical dis, uh, discussions that we often have in the academic world. And so, um, uh, I like to. I, I, I like to interview folks uh, from the business side of things uh, occasionally, and, and it's it, usually the topic comes back around to we need to make sure that we're connecting with that end user, with the consumer. And so, um, yeah, you know, uh, looking at the podcast and, and digesting that back down into uh, easy to understand terminology for those who are less familiar with what we do here reading the book of course uh <laughs> it's that 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 does a similar thing but uh yeah um uh getting that information out to the to the end user is absolutely critical and i i'm i'm grateful that we're starting to go that direction or or think about that kind of kind of thing here on meatspad um doesn't mean we're not going to uh, make sure that we cover some some of the deeper scientific discussions and topics but i think it's important that we talk about the the deeper science um but always still make it relevant to everybody listening so yeah and, and it's it sometimes it's very difficult to yeah. to kind of talk about a topic without leaving important detail about you know because sometimes you you say a statement about something that you you make you make it very simple to digest but sometimes by making it simple you leave a lot of information that is important out right yeah. so it's it's yeah. it, it's it's sometimes it's impossible to talk to that consumer and, and explain all the details because you're going to confuse him a little bit more it, yeah. in my opinion yeah. it can be yeah 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 or you don't have enough time to truly get into the the nuts and bolts of it all so um but uh yeah we'll we'll keep fighting that battle and keep getting the message out there so francisco have you been traveling much you know, you know how you and I are travel bugs, and we like to go and experience different things and and cultures. And uh, so, tell me a little bit about what maybe you have coming up, or or where you've been recently. Yeah, uh, traveling quite a bit in 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 Mexico. Uh, we're opening an office in 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 Monterey, Mexico. So we going back and forth a little bit. A lot of good projects. Um, a lot of pet food. A lot of pet food projects, and and they mm -hmm. keep coming. So more people concern about those cool products and trying to give it more value so i i'm seeing that i'm seeing that uh, seeing that a lot a couple of things in 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 mexico that that i've seen a lot more and more people in the industry it's getting more connected and and it's more avid to to learn about meat science and mm -hmm. And and I've seen this more and more because I I'm getting more involved in the industry in Mexico and and Central America as well, mm -hmm. and and it's interesting and and we had we had a group 
uh, this year um, in October and November, uh, Kansas City from like his Hispanic group, mm-hmm. and they're they understand the challenges. I mean, down there you don't have a lot of things that we have here as 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 and there's some limitations. So they want they want to learn more and more. To I mean, it can be a different topic like on me quality. They want to learn. They want to learn about how to uh, value added. They want to learn about how to optimize chef life. And a lot of those topics are the the same things that we they want here in the U.S. But depending on depending on what it is, the protein that we're talking about, there's 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 that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's always going to be some great opportunity out there for. For those who are meat scientists, meatheads like us, um, to go and and share what we have learned to um, help help these operations get better. And and you're right. There's a lot of folks, you know, who maybe have been involved in the meat industry for quite some time, but are really starting to ask those tougher questions about about why things happen and why we do certain things. You know, um, uh, uh, why does meat change color over time or or um uh what causes tenderness and, and tenderization enzymatic tenderization or what are some other ways that we can enhance overall palatability and i mean things that we talk about regularly here on meats pad and for the, the, those who who are maybe our newer listeners go go back in some of the archives and we have we have a lot of different discussions and topics that we've had here that might be able to help address um, some of those questions, but uh, keep sending sending the questions in there um, to info at meatspad.com and we'll keep trying to um, address those those interests. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, traveling around down in in Central and South America, it sounds like you're you're um, spreading the good word of meat processing um, and for us meat enthusiasts, as I like to say. Um, I have, I have, I have some travel coming up. I just booked a trip to, uh, Ireland and I'm going to go, uh, see some of their, um, uh, research, uh, facilities over there in South and Southern Ireland, Ireland, uh, uh, Southeastern Ireland area. Um, go visit some meat processors, um, on behalf of my day job, on behalf of the university. But, you know, I, I, we, we, we say this a lot and I don't think we can stress it enough. Get out there and, um, even if it's just down the road, start learning from others in the industry. Um, uh, Francisco and I have the have the uh, license and luxury and opportunity to go and uh, often travel internationally, and that's uh, we we feel it's important to share what we learn um, because that's the best way to um, enhance what we do here domestically in the U.S. and and in North America. But you know, um, just keep keep learning from folks who might be in the industry that you never really interacted with much before, and so. Um, and you learn a lot from 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 the audience too. I mean, I've been getting yeah. a lot of questions, and and sometimes, I mean, there's something that I don't know the answer to. Like, okay, let me, I'll get back to you on on this, and let me do a little bit of research. And as a matter of fact, and 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 it's good you're mentioning that you're going uh, to Ireland. Uh, I was the opportunity to to the, to live there in Southeast uh, as an exchange student when I was when I was in college. Oh. Cool. In Waterford, Waterford is the south, uh, close to Cork, maybe mm-hmm. like an hour and a half from Cork, south yeah. there. But um, one of the things that I uh, that I keep getting, and and it's a lot of uh, not controversial, but it's it's color and packaging. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot more and more people, like in the in the example of Canada. Canada um, is one of the countries that have put a lot of effort in going from the aerobic to anaerobic um there's 
I visited a couple of stores and and they're doing a lot of a lot of their meat displayed in in the I mean on the display area vacuum package vacuum um, package and there's, yeah and this is where you get some some like vacuum package but they're packaging in a way that it's a, it's a skin package yep. so it looks looks pretty good mm -hmm. but again they they went when they went from from aerobic to anaerobic again the 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 customer was not was not used to seeing They're not trained yeah yeah so it's kind yeah. of it's kind of uh, it took him a while for them to to uh and they were losing some sales as well because yeah. customers were like oh I'm I'm used to seeing the fresh red red bright, uh, bright red colors yeah yeah well you know that's that's interesting you're saying that um and and for those who are listening who are less familiar with maybe the retail side of things here in in the United States overwhelmingly meat is sold in um, a, a, a foam tray with an overwrap that is oxygen permeable, allows oxygen to come through that, uh, that film. Um, so it gives you that bright cherry red color, nothing fancy. Uh, some people think, well, what are you putting in the meat to make it red? Well, nothing, oxygen, we allow oxygen to get to it, but nothing can get through the barrier otherwise. Okay, um, but you've now mentioned that in Canada, there there's a big push. And, and I, I remember seeing that at my previous job. I, I spent a lot of time in Canada. And I started to see that that movement toward more of this, what's called skin pack, vacuum packaged uh, meat products. Um, you know, speaking of speaking of Europe, um, they have embraced that greatly. Um, and 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 there's a lot of great value in that. And it's interesting where our conversations go in here. Um, you know, we, we started out with just two guys talking and now we're kind of getting more into that scientific side, but um, you know, in, in, in Europe, they've really embraced the vacuum package skin pack uh, in the supermarkets. Um, it, uh, it greatly reduces shrink loss. You don't lose um, you don't lose product because it's spoiled. Um, vacuum packaging is an incredible means of preservation as long as the meat stays cold. Um, it's a great barrier. It's more hardy. Um, folks that are taking meat home and just throwing it right into the freezer in a foam tray, gosh, that's the worst thing you can do, you know. But if it's vacuum packaged, you can buy a number of steaks, chops, roasts, what have you, throw it in the freezer, and it's going to be in great shape um, because you're not going to get the freeze burn. It's got to get good, a good contact with the packaging on the outside. And then there's the big question. You and I have had this this conversation, Francisco, about food waste. I mean, this is a big, big question right now in society. And uh, if 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 we started to progress a little bit more towards more vacuum packaged product at a supermarket and grocery store, um, it's likely that we're going to have less product being thrown out because it's spoiled or it or it's turned a color that is no longer desirable. And so, you know, um, everything kind of comes around eventually, and and uh, sometimes it takes a, a bigger movement to do so. Um, you know, folks that are still operating with with overwrap. Go for it if your customers enjoy it and and are and you're able to manage the product flow uh, better. Keep keep going. You know it's usually a very inexpensive option and doesn't take a whole lot of equipment to do that unless you do buy the specialty equipment, which you can. Vacuum packaging takes more specialty type equipment, um, uh, but uh, you know either way, keep selling meat and uh, and just reminding folks that either way it's going to be healthy, nutritious, and and hopefully very tasty. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I meant by by communicating with with um, processors and with that language, because a lot yeah. of the times, the 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 same processor, like the meat business owner, they don't understand how the myoglobin triangle works, and they yeah. think that 
they even think sometimes that I'm seeing from from a, from my own experience that yeah. that purple color that means that is is bad. So we need to start by communicating these small simple things with mm -hmm. processors so that, so that they can they can do a good job um, delivering that message to the consumer so they they can as you said more um, they can they can embrace and take and take advantage of that of that packaging. But. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's benefits. There's there's costs and benefits to just about everything, and so, um, yeah, and, and that's something. And maybe maybe we make a longer discussion sometime. If folks yeah. out there listening have that interest, make sure you write into us, give us a call, uh, let us know if that's if that's of interest. So perfect. I have a a, a coming up podcast on Map, so oh, that will be a good one. Modified atmosphere packaging. He's not a cartographer. He's talking about modified atmosphere packaging, the map, M-A-P. So there's one of those jargon terms. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Bass, for your time. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Hopefully yes. in the next couple couple of weeks, we have yeah. some things going on. Yep. And thank you again for, for being on Meetspad this year. And hopefully we do more. Yeah, let's keep keep this thing going. And uh, and thank you to all the listeners out there. You guys are amazing.